welcome to Cloudcast Basics, the best source on the internet for learning cloud computing. And now from the Cloudcast Studios, here are your hosts, Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely. Hello and welcome to Cloudcast Basics Season 1, Show 10. This is, as always, your co-host Brian Gracely and joining me uh, from Raleigh, as always, is our other co-host, Aaron Delp. Aaron? Hey everyone, how's it going? Today we're going to answer five common questions that we get from people about these core technologies, these core cloud computing technologies that we've been covering throughout season one. These are things that uh, we've heard from people over the years, and we think you know it's a good starting point for some basic questions after you've consumed all the interesting technologies and topics from season one. So why don't we get started with those? Aaron, let me throw the first one over to you. Are there similar technologies, you know, are the similar technologies from each of the cloud providers exactly the same? So basically meaning like, if I know how one works in say AWS, does it work exactly the same in Azure and Google? In theory, yes, at a high level, like there is always the basic services. There's always compute, there's always storage, there's always networking, there's always databases, right? You're always gonna be wrapping this with security. So how they work from an architecture standpoint, yes, it is a certain amount of jigsaw puzzle pieces and they all fit together within their cloud provider. Um, And now are they exactly the same? Now that answer is no. You're going to get slightly different offerings in the way in which they're used, the way in which they're implemented and, and operated over time will be slightly differently, but they're not so different that it it is a stark contrast or a stark difference. If you know one, you're not going to know the others. And I think that that plays well into the second question, which I'll flip to you, Brian. Should I get certifications in all the clouds or is is one good enough? Yeah, so you know, I I think a little bit of this depends on each individual, but I think what we found over the years is if you – Kind of focus on getting one certification. So you know, pick pick the cloud of your choice. Um, you know, th- th- there's lots of really good programs out there to to help you get certified in those. Typically, if you focus more on one certification, um, you know, get get that certification. Maybe get a couple of layers of the certification. Maybe get the 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 basic one and maybe a couple of intermediate ones or something. Typically, what we find is number one, um, you know, from a resume building perspective. That's going to show potential employers, okay, you've you've demonstrated the ability to learn, you've demonstrated the enthusiasm to learn, and you've shown some depth of learning. And then, you know, oftentimes you can sort of say, hey, look, even though I have a AWS or Azure certification, you know, as, as Aaron just mentioned in the previous question, you know enough about the core basic things to be able to learn, you know, the nuances of that other cloud. So I think, you know, unless you work for a company that gets benefit from having multiple certifications. So you, you know, you work as a, uh, a reseller, a systems integrator where they benefit from having multiple certifications. I think what we've always found is, is, you know, having, you know, kind of one path, um, but showing the ability to learn is probably more valuable than having kind of a wide path, at least early on in your career, later on in your career, you know, if you want to kind of branch out great, but early on, you know, get in the door, show them, you can do some things, show them that you know how to learn. Third question, Aaron, um, you know, this is going to sound sort of loaded, but, you know, do the best you can with this one. Um, should somebody be concerned if they only work with one cloud about this idea of cloud lock-in or vendor lock-in? So my answer to that is no, they should not be concerned. Um, 
And the reason why I say that is, again, we just talked about the the skills and the concepts being very transferable, first of all. Um, but from an implementation standpoint, don't be worried about lock-in because at the end of the day, being able to implement, being able to go deep into these technologies that is transferable from one to the other. And so the, the, uh, the idea of it's almost like analysis paralysis, right? If you're so worried about lock-in, you might not do anything. I actually say, go the other way, you know, get invested in these technologies, learn what you can, and then transfer that knowledge over time. If that need ar arises, um, you may never need that going, going into it long-term. Right. And so, with that, Brian, what are the easiest ways to get started? Yeah, so I think there's really kind of two ways to think about this. There, there's kind of two paths, and you'll hear these different terms thrown out. Uh, one is greenfield. So greenfield meaning, you know, you have a, a clear path. There's really nothing impeding you. You're building something brand new. So it's all sort of new and green. Um, you know, the best way to do this is, you know, just build something brand new in the cloud, right? There's there's lots of examples out there, whether you go to GitHub or you search on Stack Overflow or, or anywhere, you know, you can find lots of sample applications, which are going to let you play around with the cloud, um, probably apply it to something that you're doing at work. You know, you're building out a website, you're building a mobile application, you're playing around with AI and ML. We tend to call those green fields. Those are great ways to get started, right? There's, there's no old stuff you have to integrate with. There's no old process. Um, those are great to get started. Now, the other way to get started is there are lots and lots of quote unquote migration tools that will help you get from where you are today into the public cloud. So this often means, you know, taking a current application, running in a virtual machine, for example, you know, applying this migration tool um, to that to that application. It will help you move it to the cloud. And then at that point, you can start to think about, okay, what cloud services can I apply to this application, whether it's storage or, or security or databases or whatever. So things tend to fall into that. We tend to call that second category where you're migrating something uh, brownfield, right? So it's been there for a little while. Um, you know, it's sort of like your grass in the summertime. It gets a little bit brown because it's been through some heat and some stress. Um, but yeah, those two ways are typically the way that people think about getting into the cloud. Um, and then oftentimes, you know, we talked about certifications. Oftentimes those certifications or those trainings will have some examples of greenfields and brownfields to give you some hands-on. So Aaron, last question, uh, number five. You know, if somebody's been listening now for season zero and, and hopefully throughout season one, they're they're getting the technology a little bit. At what point should they maybe switch or begin to start listening to the cloudcast? Right. We talked about we're hoping that this becomes, you know, a way to help people get on board. Like how deep do you need to go to start listening to the cloudcast? Or what's a good way to start listening from Cloudcast Basics? Yeah, and I would I would recommend this to everyone out there. So the Cloudcast, uh, in, in case folks aren't familiar with it, you know, we, we've been doing that podcast um, for uh, almost 10 years now and coming up on 500 shows. And, and what we also have found is a lot of folks like to pick and choose specific topics from the library. And so if you had a specific episode today that you want to know more about, um, maybe you want to dig into AI and ML more, maybe you want to dig into the kinds of databases more, there is a show 
for that. And so what you may want to do is subscribe to the Cloudcast and then pick and choose and, and get started in the topics that interest you most before you fully jump into the deep end. Yeah. Or Brian, go ahead. Or, or just go out to the cloudcast.net, the webpage, go in the search bar and just type in whatever topic, right? Databases or security. You're going to find some shows. And, and one thing I'll say is you may find a show that's five years old, seven years old, two months old. If it's in the topic that you're interested in, give it a listen, right? We try and keep the shows fresh, but also uh, a lot of this technology is still totally relevant many years later. So, you know, go different ways, whatever whatever you find is, is appropriate. And, you know, if you, you feel like, hey, I got to listen to a few seasons of Cloudcast Basics, there's nothing wrong with that either. So, Aaron, let's wrap up all of season one. It's been a great, uh, great set of shows. I think we did, you know, nine or 10 shows for this. Uh, last thoughts for season one for anybody listening. Yeah, I just wanted to say thank you very much for listening. And uh, we're, we've really enjoyed producing these. And, and we're really looking forward to uh, what's ahead next month in season two. Yeah. And last thing, if you have any questions or you have any feedback, show at cloudcastbasics.net uh, or I think show at cloudcastbasics.com. Either one of those will work. Send us your feedback. What do you want to hear about? What do you like? What do you not like? We'd love to hear your feedback. We'll try and make season two better and uh, keep doing this with, with all of you. So thanks again for listening. Thank you for listening to Cloudcast Basics. You can find all the show details at cloudcastbasics.net or in your favorite podcast player. 